1: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's there's a time frame there. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com.
1: We're moving in a new direction, moving forward, and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, and our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at altria.com.
2: Something one may learn, or do you just have to be born lucky? Hopefully, we shall be the wiser some fifty-two minutes from now, Winnie. What are you doing here, Paul? Please, Winnie, you've got to help me. Why? My life depends on it. I'm sorry. Don't, don't turn me down, Winnie. They'll kill me. I can't help that, Paul. But you love me. That has nothing to do with it. How can you love me and stand by and do nothing?
3: It's because I love you, Paul, that I can't help you. <laughs>
2: mystery drama Half a Life was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tammy Grimes. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and all state insurance companies. I'll be back shortly with Act One. H.L. Mencken, who was probably the crustiest old curmudgeon of them all, once made a most touching statement. He said, if after I depart this bale, you ever remember me, and have thought to please my ghost, forgive some poor sinner, and wink your eye at some homely girl. Homely girls. Well, perhaps no girl is really homely, but so many girls are lonely. And when it comes to men, they just don't seem to have any luck. As they were growing up into young ladyhood, if I may use that old-fashioned term, they were very rarely asked out. And as the years went by, they dated less and less frequently until that point arrived when a woman realizes she had better make the best of the life that exists in reality and give up on the one that can only exist in her dreams, if she can. You
3: wanted to see me, Mr. Mossman?
2: Uh... Sit down, Dr. Prentice. Now, how to begin?
3: How to begin what?
2: Dr. Prentice, What's wrong? Wrong? Yes, doctor. Are you having a problem? A problem? Oh, hang it all, Winnie. Something is wrong.
3: What are you talking
2: about? I don't know. Something's come over you these past several months, and I... I...
3: Really?
2: Yes, that's what I mean. You're even fighting me.
3: I'm not aware that I'm. Look, fighting. look, look
2: now. Uh, just look at the mood you're in right now. You've got a chip on your shoulder. You're on the defensive. You're... Well,
3: why not? I've just been summoned to the present.
2: Oh, cut it out! Well, you're winning. Now something's wrong. Do you want to talk about it?
3: Talk about what?
2: <sighs> All right, I won't try. Your personal life is your personal life. But we do have a problem, a serious problem, thanks to you. To me? Yes the last person in the whole world to who antagonize is Senator Faraday. How did I antagonize? All right, I have received the following letter. <clears throat> uh, dear Mr. Mossman, and so on, so on. Uh, As you know, I have long questioned the value of the services your agency performs for our government. Oh, that. Yes, that. And he goes on to say that uh, in order to evaluate us. It... He uh, had his assistant request certain sociological data. I remember. And the senator now says, uh, quote, my assistant spoke with a certain Dr. Winifred Prentice, who was very officious, uncooperative... That assistant and of his
3: is an idiot. Who
2: flatly refused... I didn't
3: flatly refuse anything. Who made
2: any effort at all to furnish the required... All
3: I told him was to clarify in his own mind exactly what it was he needed.
2: Did you use the word hairbrain? No. I said brain. Oh,
3: Winnie! All right. Maybe I lost my temper. Why? Why? Yes. Because... Because it was my
2: birthday. Your birthday. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I shouldn't ask. No, no, no. What what would your birthday have to do with it?
3: I suddenly realized I was 40 years old. 40
2: years old. 40? You're upset because you're 40? (laughs) I wish I was 40 again. I'd be happy as a lark. Uh,
3: I'll write a letter of apology.
2: No. No, oh, no, 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 no. You'll let me handle it. I'll, I'll get us off the hook. And, uh, Winnie, I almost forgot. Do you know the uh, forecast project that you're working on? Well, that's suddenly become secret. Secret? Top secret.
3: So
2: why? That's the word that's come down. Uh, from the powers that be. Say not to discuss it outside the office. Are you serious? With whom would I possibly discuss the economic forecast? Well, I am only uh, handing down the order, Doctor. Oh, oh that's stupid. You see, that is what I mean. Lately, you, you you seem to let every little thing irritate you. Now, why? You wouldn't understand. Oh, try me. It's because I'm 40. You can't be serious. But I remember when I was 40. I was the most even-tempered person in the world. Mm.
3: Good night, Mr. Mossman. <laughs> Yeah, it's Winnie. Well, my, but we're in a cheerful mood tonight. Oh, shut up. This is all I need to come home to little Mary sunshine. Any mail? What a question. It's September 1. Which means? We have to renew the lease. It's funny. Why is it funny? Remember the day we first looked at this apartment 15 years ago? No, I don't remember. Maybe I don't want to remember. Well, I can recall exactly what old Hupnickel said. That's because you have a fantastic memory for trivia. Well, he said... Nine. I cannot rent A single girl's one gets married. since the other has to break the lease. Forget it. Well, Winnie, but you charmed him into changing his mind. See? I charmed one man in my entire life. And who is it? Old Huffnaggle. Well, where's all the acid coming from tonight? There was a collection for a girl at the office. She's getting engaged. Well, why take it out on me? I've been there 13 years. At lunch, I sat down and I figured out how many engagement showers I've contributed to. Uh, years, I'd say, uh, 52. 38. How'd you get 52? Well, in my office, we average one every three months. That's four year times 13. Now, I guess my office is more conducive to sprinterhood. Ugh. You want to go on a cruise? Why? Who did we meet last time? How about romantic Costa del Sol? Does it matter where we go? We never get to meet anybody anyhow. Now, who can that be? Maybe it's Prince Charming. Yeah, yours are mine. Hello? Oh, hi. Hold on. Marge. And she's at Louise's. Yeah, right. With Barbara Joe, Louise, and Janet. Well, you're hot tonight. And we'll join him for dinner. Do you want to? No. Okay, Marge. Winnie and I'll be along in a few minutes. I said I didn't want to go. Yeah, I know you did. Sue so, um, I just can't stand those girls. Well, none of us can really stand each other. But what can we do? We're all we got. When unmarried men get together, are they as boring as we are, Probably. Are they as mean, as petty, as vindictive, more? I'm so fed up. The same silly people every night, the same pointless, stupid chatter. Winnie, this isn't like you. But it's getting to be like me. It's getting to be more and more like me every day. Soon I'll be like this all the time. Sour, nasty, nervous. Winnie! It's even beginning to show in a job. Old Mossman had me on the carpet this afternoon. Well, you've got to learn to make the best of things. Don't preach. Well, let's be off. The group is waiting dinner for us. The group? How about the bunch? Well, I prefer the crowd. How about the gang? What do you think of quick? Why don't we just call ourselves by our right name? The Leftovers. Well, Winnie, it wasn't such a bad dinner, was it? Oh. If I had to listen to Barbara Joe's problems with her mother one more time... Well, you have to learn how to tune her out. Or Louise's allergies. Oh, damn it's ungrateful meat. Why don't you just become resigned to it? Resigned to what? To it. The fact that nothing is going to happen. You're a great morale builder. Well, I'm an even greater realist. Who needed you? Hmm. You want to take any movie? No. Yeah. Or do we go home and watch TV? Winnie, I want to talk with or... you. I tell you what. Now, you see, you're going through a very bad time. I've got an idea. But you simply. See... Now, now, just okay. listen. You simply have to accept what it. What do you say? We go to Halloween. You see, you simply try to do the best you can with... Did you say Halloran's? Why not? Why not? It's a single bar. Well, aren't we single? Oh, but Winnie, we don't belong in it. A... What do you mean we don't belong? Well, we're not airline stewardesses or fashion models. And... That means we can't go? It's a place to meet men. Oh, Winnie, it's a place to be picked up by men. I'll settle for that. Oh, what are you saying? I'm saying I want some excitement I'm sick of dinner with the girls and vacations with the girls and movies and bridge and shopping with the girls. I'm fed up with TV every night at home and sitting through a third-rate movie because it's the only place I can go to get away from the house. Winnie, Winnie, listen. Yes, you were going to say. Oh, I guess I really just don't know what to tell you. Tell me you'll come to Halloran's with me. Oh, I can't. <laughs> why not? Because I just can't sit there on display like merchandise on a shelf, hoping someone will pick me out or pick me up. Well, I can. But Halloween, what when you're a PhD? I'm also a woman. You coming? Oh, why don't we go home? I'll drop you off at the house and go by myself. All right, all right. Let's go to Halloween. Nothing else has ever worked. Oh, we shouldn't have come here. Just remember. The old rules apply. Yeah. If either of us scores, the other doesn't get in the way. Scores? From the looks of this place, I don't see one of us even getting into the game. How long have we been here? Oh, about a half an hour, about an hour. Yeah. Want to go home? Well, I didn't want to come here in the first place. You so were right. This isn't for us. But the truth is, we're a bit too old, a bit too plain, and the competition is much too keen. I was thinking about what you said. We are like merchandise that's in Waiting to be selected to any woman with self respect and a wedding. It's simply too demeaning. Well, finish your drink, anyhow.
2: Ah, miss.
3: Oh, no, thank you, Bartender.
2: I don't think we'll have another round. The the, the gentleman standing at the the end of the bar, uh, to your left, uh, Mr. Jones, would like to know if he might buy you a drink. Me? Yes, miss.
3: He surely means me. He's the one who looks like Spencer Tracy. A youngish Spencer Tracy. What did you want with me? Well, go ahead. I've got the car key. See you later. But every girl in the place has been giving him the eye. What did you want with me? Do you want to find out or do you want to go home? Uh, will you have a drink with the gentleman, miss? Surround! Oh, this was all your idea, Willie. The merchandise has been picked from the shelf. uh, uh thank you, gentleman, and I will. I will have a drink with him.
2: In these days of X-rated movies, R-rated movies, even PG-rated movies, in these days of freedom, frankness, and license, it might be considered that a pickup in a bar is hardly an eyebrow-raising event. But forget the eyebrow. You should know by now that there's always more to our stories than meets the eye. Therefore, you are already assuming that this will be no ordinary encounter, and I shall bring proof of it in Act Two, in just a few moments. Isn't it Henry Thoreau who remarked that so many of us live lives of quiet desperation? And here we have Winifred Prentiss, Dr. Winifred Prentiss, if you please, a Ph.D. in sociology and 40 years old. And where do we find her tonight? In a library? At a lecture? Oh, no. At Patty Halloran's, a notorious singles bar. And why? Well, didn't Thoreau just say something about quiet desperation hello
3: thanks for the drink
2: well, the least I could do the least well when you fall in love with a girl <sighs> head over heels
3: is that the standard line in a place like this I wouldn't know somehow I would assume you come here often oh, how can you tell you
2: must be a regular. the bartender knows your name as it happens I do come here quite often Do you know why? No. I was looking for you. Me? I came to the right place. Here you are. Yes, here I am. May I tell you something? I'm really very shy where women are concerned.
3: Yes. Just like your famous namesake, John Paul Jones, suffered from seasickness.
2: (laughs) Why did you say that?
3: I think you're the most handsome man I ever
2: met. And uh, what does that mean?
3: It means women are attracted to
2: you. No. No, not women. Girls.
3: I don't follow
2: that. Girls. Girls for fun and girls for frolic and girls to pass the time. But a man reaches a certain point where he realizes he doesn't have a woman. A real woman. Well, tonight I looked for a real woman and there you were.
3: Am I supposed to believe it?
2: Whether you do or don't, it doesn't change the fact After all, nobody believed Columbus when he said the world was round That mean he, the earth was flat Continue, Mr. Jones And so, I fell in love with you Really? That's all I have to say You don't even know my name What is your name? Winnie, Winifred Prentice. Winifred Prentice. I love you It's the first time in my entire life that
3: anyone has ever said, I love you. I wondered who would ever say it and where. And it turns out to be just a ritualistic slogan for a pickup in a bar.
2: Oh, is that what you think this is?
3: What else is it?
2: It's love. Love? No.
3: Love requires time and a maturing process.
2: Really? What do you know about it? I mean... Who says so? Love is love. And when it happens, it happens at first sight. I don't believe that. No. Life is crazy. Maybe I should have waited. But why waste time? So much time has passed us by already. I'm not 18 or even 25. I'm 37.
3: And I'm
2: 32. Every day is important.
3: The truth is, I'm really 35.
2: (laughs) It doesn't matter. Actually, I'm 40. I said it doesn't matter. I love you. What do you want me to say? Right now, you don't have to say anything. I realize you're very conservative. You weigh, you balance every word. That's fine. We'll be good for each other. Because I'm a crazy kind of a guy. I say whatever I think.
3: I wish I knew what I was thinking right now.
2: Okay, okay. The timing is different for different people. I fell in love with you. Look at me. Do you think you could fall in love with me? Don't
3: tell me. Tell me, tell me. I just told you. He's in love with you. That's what he said. He's in love with you. I can't believe it. Well, why, why can't you believe it? Why should he be in love with me? No one ever fell in love with me before. What's wrong with him? I'm not pretty. Well, you're not bad looking. And he could have, he, he could have his pick of, well, maybe he's a peacock. What? Think about it. Stunning looking girl. Do you ever see them with really great looking men? No. They choose plain fellows. Yeah, but what has this have to do? They want to be the center of attraction. Men too. Maybe he Maybe he's attracted to me because I'm plain. And therefore, no threat to his ego. Any, please, don't destroy this thing with your ten-cent psychiatry. Even my name, Winifred Prentice It sounds as if you're swallowing vinegar. <laughs> well, change it to Mrs. Paul Jones. That sounds as if you're gargling with honey. It can't be happening. Well, it is happening. It's a dream. I'll wake up. So, will you be any the worse for it?
2: Why don't we just drift for a while?
3: Where'd you go to school? State. We have so many questions to ask each other.
2: <laughs> Where did you go?
3: Northeast Tech. You're kidding. Why do you say that?
2: <laughs> it's an engineering
3: school. Well, among other things, I'm an engineer. <laughs> an engineer. Is that grounds for uh, for breaking our engagement? That is, assuming we're really engaged.
2: Oh, but we are really engaged. <laughs> Why did you become an engineer?
3: Because I wanted to become a sociologist.
2: Wait a minute, you just lost me. Sociology is the study of society. And since ours is a
3: highly technological society, I wanted to understand the machinery that makes it go. Then I went on to take my PhD.
2: Now, where did you find the time to do all that studying?
3: Oh, I had plenty of time. The truth is, I had nothing else to do. I wasn't exactly besieged by boys who wanted to date me.
2: No, they must have been crazy to let you go by.
3: You're very good for my morale.
2: Winnie, I love you. What What do you do, Paul? Yeah, I'm in sales. I bet you're good at it. Yes, I'm great. Who do you sell for? Right now, nobody. I've got a few things lined up. Who are you with? I was a salesman for national distributors. And you left them? I had to. What do you mean? No uh, No future. The uh, VP in charge of marketing was my age.
3: Do you think you'll be able to find... No
2: problem at all. Listen, I need something from you.
3: You do? What?
2: Well, we've known each other for a month. We've seen each other every day. And every day I tell you I love you. Do you have anything to say to me?
3: Yes. Say it. Paul, I love you.
2: When did you know?
3: The minute I saw you at Halloran's. Uh-huh. Winnie? Oh, yes, indeed. It's Winnie. Oh, I can't get over how marvelous you look. Why not? I feel marvelous. Uh, how's Paul? Divine. Oh, so how you No. Paul's picking me up. Have you set a date? He's willing to get married tomorrow. But I want my folks to come from the West Coast. Well off to you know where to have dinner with you know whom. Suanne mm. I hope something like this will happen to you. Well maybe it will. I just can't tell you how it feels to be in love, just to be part of something with someone. And I'd given up. You must always hope. To. Sure. Well you don't know what I'm talking about. But maybe one day you will. Yeah. Well I better not keep the girls waiting. I envy you so much, Winnie. Who would have dreamed it could happen to me? The most wonderful thing about him is his absolute sincerity. You just know that everything he says comes from the heart. Whatever did I do to get so lucky? Everything a girl ever dreams of. Handsome, intelligent, and such a wonderful human being.
2: good for me, Winnie. So good. Then you were worth waiting for. Will I see you tomorrow? You will see me every day for the rest of your life. Now, I had better be getting along.
3: It's still early.
2: Well, I have an appointment the first thing in the morning.
3: With whom? Oh, I shouldn't have asked.
2: What do you mean you shouldn't have asked?
3: Well, it it isn't any of my
2: business. You know what? <laughs> business? Winnie, I have no secrets from you. And you should have no secrets from me.
3: Well, it's just that, well, I'm not used to... You are not
2: used to sharing with another person.
3: Give me time. I'll learn. I've come to love a little bit late in life.
2: It's never too late.
3: With whom do you have an appointment tomorrow morning?
2: As a matter of fact, I think I'll cancel it. Why? Well, oh, it's a long story.
3: I have nothing else to do but listen.
2: Well, these fellows want to open a buying office. Is it a good idea? Yes, it's a great idea. But it doesn't look as if I could be a part of it. Why not? Well, I would have to make an investment. Would it be a wise investment? Yes, I think so. Well, why don't you do it? I can't. I don't have the money. Paul, is it a lot of money? Well, it is to me. I don't have it. Darling, we will have lunch together tomorrow. How much money? $10,000. 10000 Well, it's, a, it's for an initial startup expense.
3: Paul, I have
2: $10,000. Oh, no, I wouldn't touch your money.
3: My money? Paul, there's nothing I own that that isn't yours. But I couldn't... You're not used to sharing with another person, either.
2: But oh. I could lose this money.
3: Pick me up for breakfast, and we'll go to the bank. But... I don't want to hear another word. Just tell me you love
2: me. Winnie, are you sure you uh, you really want to. I want to do this, Paul. Yes, but it's
3: it's such a lot of with money. all my worldly goods I have now.
2: That that's something I should say to you. No. Today, it's something many women should say to each other. Yes, but we're not married yet. We are. In the
3: sight of each other.
2: <laughs> but Winnie.
3: Now, darling, not another word. Wait for me. I'll only be a minute. Well, hi, Sue Ann, I picked a window because I'm in a hurry. Here's my book, my withdrawal slip. Ten thousand dollars. Get me a cashier's check. Okay. To Mister Paul Jones. Willie, are you lending Paul ten thousand? No, I'm not lending. I'm giving. You're giving Paul ten thousand, and I'm in a hurry. Oh, but Willie. Duran, will you please? With Winnie, are you sure? Of course I'm sure. But you hardly know him. I know him well enough to know I love him. Do you know him well enough to give him $10,000. I mean, love is one thing, but money.
2: There you have it. You can fall in love with anyone, anywhere, anytime. But when it comes to lending money, ah, that calls for prudence. There are those of you out there who have just been waiting for something like this, so you can say, aha, that's what he was after all along, while others take a more charitable view. Well, the third act is where all the linen gets hung on the line, and I'll be back with that in a moment. girls are left over. As we all know, the very mathematics of the human population makes it certain that there won't be enough men to go around. And why do some girls get their share, and some more than their share, and some no share at all? Well, this is one of the great mysteries of life, which is why we pose it to you.
1: But,
3: Winnie, think about what you're doing, Sue Make the withdrawal and write the check or I'll go to another window. Okay, okay, but don't say I didn't warn you. Warn me about what? Nothing, nothing. I'll complete your transaction in just a few minutes. Uh, and I'd to be made out to... Mr. Paul Jones.
2: Yes? Oh. Oh, it's, uh... It's uh, Mr. Starlight. May I come in? Well, I'm, uh... uh... And I understand you were at George's place the other night. You had $10,000? Yes. Well, I... uh, Well, I don't need to go into any long-winded explanation. I know I owe you people a lot of money, so I I raised $10,000 so I could see if you could run it up and pay it back, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. (laughs) That's rather foolish, isn't it? Considering that your lack of luck or skilled gambling got you into this hole in the first place. Uh, I was only trying to make... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, I know, I know. You're a rather nice, harmless enough young man. And your strongest point is your attraction to women, huh? Look, I... I can get a hold of uh, of some more money. Not enough. She doesn't have it. She? Hmm. <laughs> We know all about Dr. Winfred Prentice. You do, uh, you do? Sure. When a man borrows our money, we make it a practice to turn his life inside out. What are your plans concerning uh, Dr. Prentice, huh? I, uh, I got some money out of her, but, uh, well, uh, look, it'll have to be a little while before... We, we are not interested in money from Dr. Prentice. She does, on the other hand. Have something we think we can sell. What do you mean? I understand Dr. Prentice is involved in a top secret project for the government. well I do not I d I don't I don't know anything about that. Naturally. Is. But such information always has value on certain markets, eh? Get it for us. Get what for you? A note on the developing technology forecast project. Yes, but how can I ask you for something like that? <laughs> Men like you, you, you have a way with women. You, you can ask for anything. Yes, but look, this is a government secret. I will. I'd be a traitor to my country if you prefer to be a dead patriot. I um... Take a few days. Talk yourself into it. I'll be calling on you again before too long.
3: home. I thought you'd be out with Paul. He has a business appointment. Did you have dinner? Yes. Did you? Yeah. I ate with the girls. How? Uh, how is everyone? The same. You want to watch some TV? I suppose we be better. What does that mean? That means if we don't, we'll have to talk. All right. Let's talk. No. Our friendship is strained enough as it is. If it has to break, let it break. No. You're going to need a friend. Afterward. After what? After he walks out on you. What makes you think that he's... How is his business venture coming, Winnie? Fine. How do you know? He told me. Mm, he told you a lot of things. You're right. We'd better watch TV. Winnie, he's mm. a liar. I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to? Or afraid? What have I got to be afraid of? Well, as you know, I work in a bank. What has all this has to do? Well, I use some of our facilities to gather some data. Yes. Uh, Well, didn't Paul tell you he's been salesman for national distributors? Well? Well, they have no record of anyone by that name ever having worked there. What do you say to that? What do I say to that? Well, he was trying to impress me. You know, the way a fellow will with a girl. Yeah, except he's not a fellow. And you're not a girl. He's a man, you're a woman, and both of you should be above playing such games. Is it a crime for a man to want to appear important in the eyes of a woman? Well, the point is, he told you a lie. It was a lie, wasn't it? What are you, a prosecuting attorney? Well, he told you something to get $10,000 from you. How do you know that wasn't a lie, too? And if it was? If it was, so... He's a man who has to tell lies. Oh, Willie, you marry a man like that? He's better than no man at all. I wouldn't say so. Oh, you're better off, aren't you? You and Marge and Louise and Janet, you're willing to settle for half a life. You can be lonely and love it. I can't. I need a man to love me. Any kind of man? He's not any kind of man. He's a very special man. He's my man. And I know it. I feel it. Winnie. misery loves company. What does that mean? It means that the longer you remain an old maid, the more bitter, the more sour you become. Believe me, I know. I was one of you just a few weeks ago. If any of you had suddenly found a man, I would have died of jealousy. And that's where you are now, Suanne. You can't tolerate my happiness. None of you can. With all his faults, Paul is better than anything any one of you has. And any one of you would take him from me. If. You could. Oh, Winnie, I'm only trying. You had your chance. You were with me in Halloran's that night. He could have picked you, but he chose me. Oh, you're crazy! And you'll never forgive me for it, will you? You'd love to see us break up for your own good. But we won't. We love each other. Do you understand? <laughs>
2: I always love to have lunch in the park. I hate
3: to go back to my office.
2: Winnie, I have something to tell you.
3: You, sound grim.
2: I want you to listen, Winnie, and don't interrupt. And when I'm through, I know you're going to get up, and you're going to walk away from me, and you'll never talk to me again.
3: How could
2: I? I want you to know that I love you. Let's begin with that. Let's begin and end with that. The night we met... In Halloran
3: could
2: I ever forget? You're going to let me finish, Winnie, without interrupting. Well, look, you were right. I was a regular. I haunted the place. I was looking for a woman, a certain kind of woman, one who was no longer young, one who was vulnerable, one who would be willing to settle for almost anybody, a guy like me. Look, I know I've got the looks. I... I could knock her off her feet. I wanted a woman who had a good job because, let's face it, Winnie, I hate to work. And she would have to support me. Now, you look just like that kind of a woman, so I made a play for you. I also made a sucker out of you. I needed $10,000 to cover a gambling debt, and I gave you a song and dance about needing it for a business venture. Wait a minute, Winnie. wait, Wait. wait. There's more. Anyhow, look, something went wrong somewhere because I just found out the joke is on me, Winnie. I have just discovered it isn't a game anymore. I am in love with you. And there it is. That's all I have to say. Winnie. Winnie, wait a minute. Don't, don't go. I saw it all. I heard it all. <laughs> I was even touched by it all. <laughs> what are you doing here, Mr. Starlight? Eh, protecting my investment. You know, I must say, you, uh, you handle that rather uh, awkwardly. Really, what makes you say that? Obviously, it's the last you'll ever see her. Oh, you think so, do Mm -hmm. you? That shows you what you know about women, Mr. Starlight. I'll bet I'll have her knocking on my door with tears in her eyes by tomorrow morning. (laughs) I hope you win the wager, Mr. Jones. After all, you just bet your life. Come in, Winnie. Come in. What can I do for you?
3: I want to arrange for some time off.
2: Well, you've got plenty coming. I want to go away. Take a nice long honeymoon.
3: Honeymoon? Ah,
2: Me invite me? Well, I forgot. We're not supposed to know. Know what? Well, a couple of weeks ago, your friend Sue Ann called and said you were getting engaged. She is. She what? Well, Well, you you didn't say anything. She thought it was time the office chipped in and threw an engagement party for you. Oh. Well, that's... Uh, now, no, let uh, me tell you. Let, let me tell you. We took up a collection that will knock your eye out. But, I, uh, listen, Mr. Mothlin. You know there were people in this place who said, who, Winnie the Iceberg? You're kidding. Who'd marry her? Oh, <laughs> are they eating their words? But I, uh, Winnie, I decided not to. Winnie, this is the greatest news I ever had. You just, you don't know how happy we are for you. <laughs> Sure.
3: Well, here we are.
2: Winnie, at least I told you the truth. Did you, Paul? Yes, Winnie, I wouldn't hurt you. I couldn't. Paul, I... I
3: love you. You know that. Yes. But,
2: what's to become of us, Paul? We'll get married. What about you? I'll change. Can you? By myself, I wouldn't have a chance. But were you to help me, guide me? It could happen.
3: Just hold me.
2: Darling, I'll never let go of you. Never.
3: We'll be happy. I know we'll be happy. I never thought I'd see this day.
2: Which day, darling?
3: The day they'd be holding one of these parties for me.
2: <laughs> you have such wonderful friends.
3: I do. Winnie, Mr. Mossman wants to know if you want to open your gift soon.
2: Anytime he's ready.
3: Okay, I'll
2: tell him. Is it my imagination or do I detect a little coldness between you and Sue Ann? It's your imagination. Darling, look, before we open the gifts uh, and sort of make this thing official, I, I want you to do something for me.
1: Sure, what is it?
2: I want you to get your notes on the technological forecast project.
3: How do you know this is... A... I
2: want your notes, darling.
3: But this is top secret.
2: Well, that's why they're valuable. Oh, but I. Can't. Unless you get me those notes, I'll walk out on you. What? I'll embarrass you in front of all your friends, in front of everyone you know. But, but I, I don't understand why. I want us to get our marriage off on the right foot. I'm calling the shots. What are you saying? Our marriage is a bargain, darling. Now, I'll keep my end of it. I'll be your handsome, devoted husband so you can be the envy of all your friends. In return, I ask for a little. But the few times that I do ask for something, I want it. And this is what I want right now. You
3: told me you loved me. That was a lie, too.
2: Yes, and you told me you loved me. That was a lie, too. I meant... You don't love me. You love the idea of me. The idea of a good-looking guy. And you've got him. I'm the guy that takes you out of the class of all your old-made friends. Well, let's just say you have to pay for me. No, I won't do it. Giving you money is one thing. Betraying my oath to my own country. I am your country. No. You'll do as I tell you. You need me for your vanity, and I need you to save my life. No.
3: Walk out on me. Walk out on me right now.
2: I don't care. You do care. They'll laugh at you. Can you imagine how everyone will laugh? Let them. All right, Winnie, think of me then. If I don't come across with your notes, certain people might even kill me.
3: You're a big boy. Please, Winnie. Suan? What is it, Winnie? I have a headache. Why? I ha- I have to go home. Winnie, what is it? I'm afraid the party's over.
2: Uh, Suan, Suan, look, you're a best friend. Talk some sense into her. She, wa- she wants to throw me over. She wants to make a fool of herself in front of everyone she knows.
3: Stop her. Winnie, what is it? Sue? <sighs> Later on, you want to have dinner, you and me, and Janet, and Marge, and Barbara Jo, the crowd?
2: Listen to me, Winnie, listen to me. I love you.
3: Truth is, I don't love you. Not enough. Tell the creek I'll be there tonight, well, oh, How about the group? Why do we use the right name? The left it What a pity. But the best part there is. And
2: so few people know it. Half a life. So many are willing to settle for it. So many do. And either way, it was to be half a life for Winnie Prentice. But at least she decided which half she intended to live. But we never do things by halves on this show. Which is something I plan to discuss with you all in just a few moments. Whether you were aware of it or not, the story you have just heard was a true mystery. And why? Because love is the greatest mystery of all. Think of some of the loves you know. What does he see in her? Why does she love him? We shrug our shoulders and say, who knows? It passes all understanding. Love is subject to neither rhyme nor reason. But... We have both rhyme and reason for your attendance here seven times each week. Our cast included Tammy Grimes, Tony Roberts, Marion Haley, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. My car is out of gas, and I wondered if I this might use... This is my house, and no one can come in here unless invited. By me. I know, but And you... I invite no one. I'm sorry. Push...
3: I, I, I... not be to...
2: quiet. It, uh... It's just a horse. It's his horse. Oh, I can see it. Move away from that window. What? I... Don't stand in that window. Move away. Oh, all right. He might think it was I,
3: standing there. Oh? On the other hand, no one could mistake you
2: for me. No, not very likely. But he might think I'd invited you here. Well, I could explain He's that He's very I... jealous. So he has no reason to be. But he loves me desperately. Well, I I don't want to make any trouble for you. Oh, you won't. We all make our own trouble. Don't you think? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
1: We're moving in a new direction, moving forward, and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, and our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking, find out how at altria.com.
0: In business you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product for a service and and there's a there's a time frame there. Well that's not the case with awaken 180 weight loss.